Boom. And we're on. And we're off. Off to the races. Who knows what we'll encounter over this next hour. I can't wait to guide you on this journey. It's going to be momentous. It's going to be unending. This is going to last for five hours to you, I hope. I hope that the weight of my statements are so uh, glorious that they last for like five or so hours for you, the listenee, the, uh, the listener. I'm the one who makes it so things can be listened to. Give me liberty or give me death. I said it. So what? I don't care. That's probably the way that Patrick Henry was when he said that. Patrick Henry is like the, um, he's the epitome of a guy that we just reduced to a single statement. Like that, that anybody, that anybody, um, all that they're remembered for is just one statement. Uh, he's the epitome of that. Like there's nothing, there's nothing more to say about that guy as far as we remember it now. Like, um, good on Patrick Henry that he said anything at all that's remembered 250 years later, but also... It just shows how forgettable people are as long as enough time goes by because we're like, because Patrick Henry is on earth saying all kinds of statements all the time, but it's only like at this point, all that you're good for is this one statement anymore. We're like, basically that statement that he said is as good as he is because it's just a one-to-one correlation. Like who said, give me liberty or give me death is Patrick Henry. It's just Patrick. It's just the two are interchangeable. All he is at this point is a statement. He's like the, he's like the father of only being remembered for one phrase. He's the father of that. I just want to know if he was like, he's like, yeah, there I said it, whatever. Did he have, he probably said it in some town hall meeting and, um, they were like, they were probably shocked out of their minds. Like if we remember that statement 250 years later, Think of the impact that it had in the room. People probably couldn't even control their emotions. They're probably like laughing hysterically, didn't even know what they were doing. Like the earth shifted underfoot, probably. People people were probably jizzing in the room. They're probably like, holy shit. Like they didn't even know what happened. They just know that something, they're like, I can't remember. I wonder if later they're like, do you remember when Patrick Henry, like they're probably at their houses, but did Patrick Henry, was he waiting on that for a while? He had it prepared for a couple months. He's like, you know what? Today's the day I'm finally going to say it. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to finally say it. And he said it at a town hall meeting and he's like, you know what? Get a load of this guys. Give me liberty or give me death. But in America, it gets remembered forever because we're like, we love liberty so it's like, uh, it wouldn't be remembered if he wasn't, like, it's his association as a founding member of the country, but also he's speaking to liberty, which is a founding I- idea of the country. So that's why it lasts forever. But were people, like, that confused about liberty, that they that, that statement was that shocking, that they're like, um, Wow. I mean, that we're still processing it today, that they teach that in schools as if this is still something that we, that we're supposed to be surprised by. As if you're like, as if they teach it in schools, like it's still relevant today. Like if you heard that statement, then as if you can't go another minute without figuring out who said it. Like I need to find the name behind, I need to know who said that. I need to know the name behind who said, give me liberty or give me death, because it's going to change my attitude. 
I'm not going to be the same. I'm going to be a good person now. Who said they teach that in schools like it's so profound, like that you couldn't you would be shocked to know that it was said at all. But that like that this is that there that there's a phrase at all that anybody needs to remember. But this is one of the phrases that's so memorable. They teach it in all the schools. But it's just an American thing, the same way that American education is traditional to America to the extent that they teach it in schools. They probably don't anymore because now they're like they're probably like uh, Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or. I will slaughter more Indians than I did because they're probably like they're probably teach you that Patrick Henry slaughtered a, the, a given amount of Indians at this point because if you're a founding member of this country it's basically just that you owned slaves and slaughtered Indians as far as anybody knows now as long as you're a found, as long as anybody anybody speaking to the founding members of this country that they were um, the Patrick Henrys uh, Pat, like Patrick Henry's out there and he's just like. I have to I have to say this about liberty. But the rest of the country is like, wow, Patrick Henry really had a grasp on liberty. I had no idea. I couldn't even, I could never get around, get near to thinking the things about liberty that he did, him being able to say that instead either death or liberty, well, he's really, he brought death into the equation. Give me liberty or death. Give me that, give me death or give me liberty. Give me liberty or give me... Give me money. I feel under the gun. I feel recorded. I feel recorded right now. That's it's sad. It's sad to feel recorded. I don't I don't know. It's just a matter of um It's just a matter of not enough arrogance, not enough not enough angst on my part. I'm not angsty enough to overcome the recorder like right away. I just need to get into what I'm talking about. And so that I'm not as effective with what I'm saying. Isn't that what life is all about though? Life is just about finding the plane on which you need to speak your message. People out there, find the plane. Find the plane on which it's just that when people use words, they're using like they're using different levels. Like the people know the word molecule. They this is a plane that everybody goes on that level. Everybody goes on that plane to state that word and exchange in that word at the point that you know it. Then you get access to that plane on which lots of people can equate themselves. Anybody who knows the word can bring themselves to the plane. It's kind of like a chat room. Like everybody is it's like a chat room and everybody can chat in that word, but it's just the way the chat room puts everybody in there under the same title like you can you do this at different levels it's like a it's like a server like a gaming server or um like just everybody making comments on somebody's live stream it's like everybody's in it's like a level a plane that everybody is on and it's like a contract basically that's that's the way that the word it's the way that the words work but um like uh, um and here's the thing, is that, um, and here it is, and, um, but here's the thing, is that, like, it's a program that's run, I'd say, it's a, it's a, it's a program that you can run, but when you know the word, everybody who knows the word has that program. If you know the word molecule, you've downloaded, you've downloaded that program the same way that if you want an app, you download it on your phone. 
but that we create the we create more and more intelligent inventions like a tv is an aggregator for it's a collector of many points of reference for tv channels and and programs for tv programming but lots of different programs coexisting at once on different channels in some senses you'd say this is collected in the tv even though it's not not exactly like that but the tv is the thing that reduces it all to one manageable engageable location for you the user the customer um and we create these inventions that aggregate all of these applications all in one place so we make the cell phone and that is uh it collects all of the applications but it's like your collection of words are that's the same thing as if you figured out a word you like words are available for you the same way that apps are it's like you it's like you figured out an app basically it's almost like the same level of sacrifice for understanding how an app works that then motivates you to download it because you liked it is about the same amount of sacrifice you'd need for figuring out a word and then downloading the program of that word because to exchange in it this speaks to that you download the program and in some sense is plugged into your you download it on your hard drive but people are people and animals are like programs like that where they're um you're a sustainable i mean they're like a perpetual motion device of programming from your dna is your dna is constantly creating your dna codes your life and codes your specific genetic existence because it is coded in a certain way that's specific to you based on the bases in it like the the four bases thymine adenine and the other ones guanine and something else and those three might not have even been the exact words but those are the four bases and then the four bases come together to form amino acids and amino acids collect to make proteins and proteins are the building blocks of you you need proteins to grow proteins grow you but basically the dna codes for the exact kinds of amino amino acids that are going to collect into proteins that grow you the certain way that you are and your dna your DNA is code that codes you as uh, specific to you, but it, it writes your it's it's rules for the program that is you. Besides that, humans as people or whatever it is are just kind of like programs that essentially carry out the same programs over and over again. Like they eat and they sleep and they fuck and they pee, which are different for th- four different things. They read books, and they uh, those are, those are things that they do. I'm and um it's whatever and um you know what and you just got to a lot different you got to a lot of different times to different programs like even just me saying a sentence then saying another sentence um doesn't have to be in a particular order but it's like uh sometimes sometimes the order is important depending on what the creator what the creator of it is doing and how the create how it's characterized by the creator and so you have different programs like peeing might uh be a certain section of your life like this is a program that you engage in but it's because it's an activity that's definable to a word that we've defined but you are you're expressing the like you wouldn't uh have, have had to come up with a word for it that you that you know 
uh, you wouldn't, but that you know the word means that you kind of allotted a program. But it's like a dog is a certain program. Animals are programs more so than humans because humans have more agency. Humans, but like they're still coded a certain way and then they play out their life. Uh, like to the extent that you say that they're reducible to just a few set of actions, that's kind of like saying that they're more like an animal, but they live out their life carrying out the same functions the same way. Like an animal, like a dog is a program basically and the code for, and it's the game that you'd say that the code, the rules are written for, the game is survival. But, like, instinctually, as a result of the program that is a dog, which is, like, written in, like, do dogs have DNA? I'm not sure. Is that just a human thing? But whatever it is that causes a dog to do all the things that it does, it's just, like, a set of functions that a dog carries out. And it's, like, the dog overall is a program, and it's a different program from a duck. And a duck does things specific to a duck. But I'd say animals are more just obviously a program than people because they always just keep repeating the same things but it's kind of like they're just carrying out rules for a game somehow and they're they're not very agent so they can't get outside of it they're more restricted to the parameters that have set been set up for them is like an animal it's kind of like they're more identifiable they're more cons- they're always going to be the same thing and just intelligence in a person is what ca- would cause you to be outside of an animal enough or animalistic instinctual repetitive tendencies like intelligence that would allow you to uh encounter new pathways and go down them or just the ability to be more agent and free of boundaries or just be able to continually be more and more outside of things this is what would cause a human to look at a dog and be like that's a program because i mean if it's less a program than what you are so it's like relatively um relatively um eh? relatively programmable um programs for for program's sake written for the programmable instances that uh like somebody writes a program and it's so great right but um it doesn't have to be like the word the word program um it's just like that a dog is a program versus that a human is a program a human like the dog is going to scratch its ear and then it's going to like the definable set of actions that a dog does you can see all of them more easily when you're just like when you're above that it's just harder to define a human because a human is less likely to you're gonna obviously know what it's doing but there are stupid humans that just live their life they like they don't they're not smart enough to see around that they're just carrying out the same program over and over again and some people are dumb enough that they act like an animal but um like a is cell phone is an aggregator of many different functions, many different applications that you can download onto them. But like the English language is a collection of words and these are, the words are programs. And, but it's like the same way that when you write a computer code, when you write a program, when you're doing computer programming, you write that in a programming language. And like we, the set of all words that is liable to a language for just the ones that we speak is you write that in the English language, but for computer programming, when you write programs on there, you write it in like Python and the, the language that you write it in is called out right in the beginning. You're like, this is, you you have to call out that program in order to write the program. It's like the first thing it's written in this language. When you write cryptocurrencies, they're written in a program called 
they're written in a programming language called Solidity, but Solidity is like, if you knew, if you were fluent in the language of Solidity, then you could write, you could create new worlds, basically. You could you could write any application you wanted if you entirely knew the language, the same way that you can exchange in any word if you're fluent in the English language. But it's like the English language is a set of, bunch of a bunch of applications or programs, and you they're downloadable to you, that you can you can use all of them, but it's it's kind of like, um, I guess in the same way that people, you were not able to pinpoint who created a word, and then at some point all of the words are just available to everybody. Um, this is what a network in, uh, this is what a blockchain provides to you as a network consisting of many different nodes, and the nodes being at some point in the future, they'll just consist of decentralized applications, each one of them used for different things, like like retail, like you can make a decentralized application that is a cryptocurrency that's just for shopping online or, or one for just playing games online or, or whatever. And people, uh, and these are companies, these are websites that make money, but they, instead of making money through advertising cryptocurrencies, they make money from just based on their existence. But it's kind of like the cryptocurrencies, um, Cryptocurrency gets at the heart of that words and property lines that you draw are about money anyway. It kind of converts word. It kind of uh, builds a bridge more between words and money or just that entities exist to make money at all. But it kind of takes away a distinct service that an entity would have to provide otherwise and replaces that with. Um, I mean, it just takes away takes away that it would need to do a service to make money somehow by being an advanced enough technology that if your network exists, if you if your company exists as a node on the network at all, as an application at all, it exists, um, I mean, it exists with current flowing through it. Its existence is defined by, the, by current uh, and is defined by currency. It's defined by money, that it exists at all. Like it, it reduces it all just to popularity, basically is a network of decentralized apps all existing as token as smart contracts on a blockchain as nodes in a giant network but like this the um it reduces them to it reduces them to to current rather than that you would need but this is what i'm saying is like you don't need to you don't need to do advertising but um i forget what i was what i was saying it, it just makes it so that you don't, it takes away the service and replaces it, whatever I just said, it takes away the service and then replaces that with um, popularity. Like it, it's just about um, the same way that companies in the world, like Waffle House makes money because it's popular, because of its brand. It kind of takes, it takes all of that out of it or gets at the heart of like your brand that uh, it has a certain carbon footprint across the world, the perception that everybody has about it, and then that draws people in because of a way that people associate with it, a way that people relate themselves to it. Like, it kind of takes away the relationship. It takes away the humanity because, like, a blockchain is just a bunch of computer programs. I mean, it reduces it more to computer kind of shit, but, um, like, but it, it makes everything, because Waffle House, that is popular, is just, it's just what ultimately it is about is that there's a group of people that got large enough that promote and circulate the messages of Waffle House and the culture of it, the economy of it. And it's like Waffle House is its own economy because Waffle House alone has lots of different nodes on a network scattered across the country. 
and but it's just that this economy is defined to money that's like all the money that's exchanged there is defined to Waffle House and that's its name and uh, it's like its own economy it's like its own country but it's just a sub country in in America when it when America there's something like America around the government to take that high level of responsibility for many different sub economies like that that have lots of different like franchises that have lots of different nodes on their own networks like the American economy takes the responsibility of being an economy that houses many different sub economies many different networks but the American economy is its own network but then it's like the world economy is bigger than that and houses that takes even more responsibility houses that many that's that many more networks but it's kind of like cryptocurrency as a word is the word that acts as the world for all currencies for all but like every blockchain is its own giant network then there are th- then there are tokens that are currencies that just exist as sub economies on the network that is a blockchain but then like cryptocurrency it's kind of like a word that houses every single blockchain or is like the word that is liable for all um you know it's a word that's liable for all networks and <laughs> this uh it's a word it's a word that uh does all of those this cryptocurrency collects all of the all of the networks that are blockchains that are currencies but some of the cryptocurrencies aren't full blockchains but so it's like Bitcoin, I mean, Ethereum, and then all the programs that are written on it. Ethereum is like a programming language all its own for all the smart contracts that are, that appear on its network that are, but like the second somebody writes a program as a smart contract on the Ethereum network, it is there unchangeably forever. And it's so it's like really solidified. It's locked in there. I guess that's probably a good, that's a, then solidity as a programming language is a good name for it because solidity speaks to immutability and un- unchangeability of the programs that are written onto it for is like you write cryptocurrencies in solidity but um like the english the english language is uh is a programming language that everybody everybody speaks in that and like this it's really like so it, it makes everything about popularity rather than that there are ex extemporaneous or extracurricular is what I wanted to say, rather than that there are extra factors that would get in the way of Waffle House successfully communicating its message. Like, it's kind of like the best product already wins in a cryptocurrency network. Like, the best decentralized applications that people write already are winners because it is dictated entirely by popularity rather than that, rather than that you might be inhibited by poor exposure of your brand rather than that you would be inhibited because i mean with a with a blockchain all of it is in one place and under people's control it's like on it exists on a computer that's in front of you but it's just it's just the digifying of economies themselves like like we're reducing all these economies just to a phone or a computer or a tablet um but like uh it's just sub economies but um the kind of thing that I'm saying is that so it's like you get a program and um, you get a program and like uh, I, I wanted to bring up this example that when you look at a border 
a border is like a one in two while also being a two. Like the border between Canada and the United States, it differentiates two entities there. But the border itself is a conflation of the two entities. It is a one in two while at the same time creating a separation of two as like it's a separator as one thing but the actual border the actual territory of it conflates to um conflates to territories but it's like you could expand uh you could expand the border larger so you're like 100 square miles on either side of this border are both are owned conjointly are owned jointly by Canada and the United States. If you had like a 300 square mile territory that you're like, United States and Canada both have this. Like, notice how the world doesn't play out like that at all. That countries are all, they have sectioned off all of the territory rather than that there are spaces that are jointly owned by two countries. Nobody does that because it's, uh, um, because the world doesn't work like that. But it's, for whatever reason, we're not like this territory is owned jointly at all, but, but there are ways of describing that this does actually play out in the world. Like, um, if you look at the term North America, North America signifies, I mean, it points to this conflation of ownership across everybody that's in North America does the term North America. But, um, like words are like territories where if you take the word molecule, um, and everybody who knows it gets to exchange it and it gets to speak that, but it's like not everybody in the world knows it. You would know, you'd need to know the English language or be um, plugged into that system to be using the currency molecule. But it's like, I, I would be in the business of saying that the word exists for monetary purposes at all, because especially it's characteristic to the realm of science and science needs to bill itself as something. Science makes money by telling everybody that you need to go to a university and learn the very high fluting art of science but like science is characterized by certain ideas that you're like you don't have the authority over molecules because it's only scientists that do because it's only scientists that have looked in a lab and been able to define a molecule but they create this whole world of shit that they've diagrammed that they're like these diagrammed instances are what you need to know and they act like the way that they've diagrammed it is canon for the rest of the world but as long as the rest of the world believes that it's only scientists that get to dictate what is canon for the terms that are described in say like a proton and an electron that they're like that the rest of the world believes that this is canon like that thing is a proton just as science says because it's only scientists that looked under a microscope or whatever but it's like the word itself is arbitrary proton um but it's just something that scientists came up with but it's like a it's an art form where they're like, uh, it, this isn't like an electron because its charge is this way and it's like goes along with the idea of electricity, but they're like, it's a certain art form that people that actually came up with these terms, but that it is sectioned off that you have to go to places like universities to hear about the secret of information. This is something that, and you pay lots of money to do that. Science is using the term molecule to make money, but molecule and many other things characteristic to science. But um, like, molecule is it's this word you know that and it's just that it's this word and but not but like you can um i guess molecule is a good example because the amount of space that you would need to take up in your brain to store the idea of molecule like to store it enough to yourself to define the word to be able to talk about it or know what it is like download that application and the space that you have um it's maybe like a molecule takes up that much space physically or like um 
Not exactly. Obviously, that um, you wouldn't know how to describe that relationship because there's no you, there's no conversion factors really. That like the physical weight of a molecule and then like the amount of space. But it is kind of like I'm saying at some point there is space that a word would take up in your brain, and it's like that has weight. But molecule as a term has weight on the earth by being this separate entity entity that we've defined and that you can make money off of in specific ways that it has its own characteristics and its own identity molecules it's like molecules are this and when you cross out of the territory to to in this direction then you're talking about elements instead of molecules there's a reason that we give we a lot a territory to it but like the um the space you know that and but the but the space of um, the space of a molecule. This is like a molecule is small enough space you'd imagine like it's probably a confined space for you to remember uh, what a molecule does. But um, like uh, the everybody knows. But like people who know the word molecule, they have built a different idea of it in their mind. And I would say that everybody has a different pinpointed location within the territory molecule that they are centering themselves around when talking about it because it's like everybody has a different marker that they place somewhere in the territory so that when they use that word they're talking about their specific perspective within the territory but it's like um molecule is the plane on which everybody exists to talk about this word and it's like it's like um it's like north america but it what I'm saying is that words exist at this level where everybody has authority over them. It's not like the it's not like the level of countries where we can we continue to exist in countries that they're all separate from each other and territories across the world are sectioned off such that this territory belongs to this country. It's very territorial. It's extremely territorial the way that countries own territories because there's no conflation of two identities over one space and like unless there is somewhere that I'm not thinking of, but just like basically everywhere. It's just one to the territory is owned by one title, one name, one country, but words don't exist like this because everybody has molecule. Anybody who is like, you have a better chance of understanding the idea of that tapping into it. If you speak the English language, obviously, but um, I mean, molecule specifically, then you have that word in a different language somewhere else. And then it's like, it's like slightly different because it's built a different way or it's constructed like molecule in Spanish, if that is a different word, is constructed a different way across the culture of people that speak it because it's like, I, but that's why facile is a different word from easy. It's like facile is not the same word as easy, but is constructed differently over time for that group of people because they have a separate, there is separate culture. And uh, what comes along with that is difference is language that they revere enough to keep specific to themselves, but the borders of their country maintain that that word develops a certain way. But it's the same way with a person learning a word versus a different person learning a word, basically, is that they develop a different, uh, they develop different mentality towards it to give themselves a different perspective and marker within the territory of that thing but it's like everybody has molecule it doesn't work like this in the country i mean it doesn't work like this with territories in the world but um like you see uh, north america is a title that conflates the authorities of canada the united states 
Mexico, everything in North America, but that uh, we come to a point in time where we in um, like we established NATO within the last half century, and NATO is an organization that's just uh, established for a peace treaty of sorts and an exchanging of goods freely between the countries of North America specifically, but that we establish an organization like this shows that we are going in a more globalist direction because organizations like this point more to the reverence or the authority of North America over individual countries that exist within it. And so you're just kind of like a commie or a, or a Democrat. You're just a Democrat who's con- who's like, we're going to be more globalist in the future, like Bill Clinton, that you uh, try to give a lot of power to NATO. Or, I mean, it was NATO established when Bill Clinton was there or did he just... Did he just embolden it? I don't remember, but he is associated with a strong NATO alliance over, but it's like politicians like that will sell out America in lieu of the strength of North America, but it's like, it makes it, gives less power to America, gives more power to the continent at large. But this is, people do this with a term overall. Like if the group of people existed that uh, believed North America over America, like if the world carried on such that people revered the title North America over individual countries that exist within it, so that includes all of them, like uh, Belize, Costa Rica, Panama, Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, El Salvador, Haiti, Dominican Republic, Dominica, St. Kitts and Nevis, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago, Cuba, Jamaica, the Bahamas. Like, um, you can say all of them because there's way too many because I don't know all of them, but, um, like all of those are liable to the, all of those are programs that exist for the title North America, but it's like the same way that popularity runs everything. If the group of people that believed North America had more power was large enough that everybody's like, oh, that's just North America. We don't exist that way now because popularly we're like, we revere America. We regard America's distinction and Mexico's distinction. Popularly, popular perception allots territory to the countries because this is what this is what perception is currently. But it's like if a group of people that did not recognize America but instead recognized North America as a whole grew to be large enough, then the perception of the world would graduate to this. We would graduate to this new perception where we're seeing things at this more macroscopic level. Where we're like, but it's just that that group of people isn't large enough. Like, obviously, we're, but it's because of tradition, traditionally, historically to this point, we're only, we're revering America. But when people establish things like NATO, this brings us closer to, like, we are, we are carving out characteristics that would point people more towards a North America title as opposed to just differentiated countries like America as a title. But it's like reverence of the title and a greater group of a community of people gathering around it to, to say that is the title that we use. And if that becomes common in language that we stop uh, mentioning America and instead are mentioning like North America, then just in our words and the way that we speak and then like the way that this has circulated to everybody grows the perception that America, North America is the name of the territory rather than like, and that the individual countries that exist within it have less power the more that we just recognize the power of North America is all that I'm saying. But it's uh, like, you might say that it's more intelligent to do that. Or it's like, maybe it's a more evolved state of things, a more globalist one, a more where we see the whole territory is just the earth 
rather than that it's sectioned off to these different tribes. Like you would say it's more evolved and less tribal just to see the entire earth as given to everybody. And so progressives are more in the direction of globalism, like because they're, that would maybe be less, that would be more evolved to see the entire world as conflation of all the territories, like all the territories are for everybody, but it's really like, um, like words already exist like this and, um, in this way where everybody is over it. So you're like the plain molecule is just everybody's perspective of it is recognized equally because when you're talking about molecule, every one of them is accepted. And this isn't a perfect system, like in the same way that socialism is it leads to problems because there's a lot of miscommunication because people are like but um it also might open your mind up to a different area of molecule because people that talk to molecule about you they'll be saying it even if you know that word you might not have plotted out the territory that they have dropped their marker the part of the territory that they've dropped their marker for molecule in and so they might open your mind up to a different space of it by just sharing it just by there being communication at all just by these things being peer to peer, but um, like it's like the the markers exist that way because in North America you could also distinguish it to the most microscopic places possible. Because in reality you could go the other direction, not not conflate everything under the title North America. You could go the other direction and be like get it specific. So you're like this city is this territory, and then this village, and it's like we only go so far because. Practically, it doesn't make sense to give a name to every single square foot, but you you could and you basically do You basically define it more and more specifically to the level of the city or the village for the entire like North America down to countries and then America to states Like in Canada provinces and then states to cities and or like states to counties counties to cities that constitute them like you do that the level to which we've defined cities specifically kind of correlates to the amount of people that there are that you like as far as it is necessary to continue to divide these things or say that like this culture is different but it's like you can be in the business of recognizing very differentiated cultures if if you're like if you want to go that far like there's really no because both of them exist at the same time north america exists while being um sectioned often to thousands thousands and thousands of minuscule territories all under different names that both of these existences are at the same time your your pathway from all the way specified to all the way generalized or from villages and cities to just the one title north america is something like the way that time works because you're recognizing relative instances you're recognizing relative rates because you can look at north america and be like that's one name but also relatively well it's relationally it's the same thing as constituted by thousands of villages and this thousands of villages level is a higher frequency because there are the amount of enclosed spaces are many different ones many different ones in one but like north america is just one then relatively speaking at a much higher frequency carries out within the same one villages but it's uh, this is like a planet. A planet's frequency is um, is a relative perception of time. But I mean, a planet's perception of time is more based on its mass. But basically, North America has a bigger mass than the village of 
than the village of Worthington, Ohio, because Worthington, Ohio is a smaller space, but it's uh, it doesn't have as much weight on the earth, literally, but it doesn't have as much impact, like the impact of North America over the impact of the city of Colorado Springs is so much greater for the rest of the world. It has so much more weight. So it's so much, and really, and more mass, if you're just going to talk about the land that it's over. It's more mass and more weight and says more about the world. But the point that I'm making is that this is like, um, it, you would say for a larger planet, time is moving slower relative. So it's like a planet that's 30 times the size of Earth. The mass is bigger, and so time moves slower on that planet. But, um, and then and then on Earth it moves faster. But like for, so I'm saying like for North America, time would move. I don't, I don't know why, but it would move. It just has more weight when it's when it's bigger, but it's like this is a relative time when you with all the territory that you have to consider, but it has to do with that it would take that long to cross the entire territory as opposed to that it would take that long to cross a village because of you're speaking to the weight and the mass of something, but the time is moving slower because of um, how much time you have to consider for something that has a larger mass like North America. There are many different places across North America that you would be that there are times to be recognized but if you're gonna describe the entire thing this is a relatively like slower time but it's like a it's a frequency that isn't as high but it isn't that because and you see that um it's a higher frequency at the level of villages because there's very many ones in the same space as one giant one but so it's like you're this is a dimensionality of sorts the way that time is interdimensional and um, it's really that time is very interdimensional. It's across dimensions as opposed to that you could describe it as one. So when people say time is the fourth dimension, no, it's not. It's not, that's, that defeats the purpose. Time isn't the fourth dimension. And you can watch as many videos as you want on YouTube about um, that time is the fourth dimension. And they're all like, okay, Okay, yeah, this is why time is the fourth dimension. This description is why. This will show you why it is that. This is why it is the fourth dimension. But it, it isn't for a number of reasons. First of all, you're not going to have one answer that you're like, we, we figured it out. Like, this isn't really the path you want to go down. This is just a temporary description of it. And I would say not a very, very in-depth one. Because the point is that you're not supposed to describe a single space as time i would say time is interdimensional like it goes vertical or perpendicular almost through all the dimensions because like one dimension is a line two dimensions is a plane three dimensions is a cube these are all different spaces you you describing different dimensions this is what you use for different spaces it's not what you use for different times like the fourth dimension is a different description of a space but because we don't know what it is we're like oh it's like uh, time but i'd say that time is really just across dimensions is the point of it it's interdimensional and it's it's like that where it's um complete generalization to complete specificity is all in one place like these levels of identification all at once is kind of time-ish but um like there, because a line is a different space, a plane is a space, a cube is a different. These are different versions of spaces. This is why this is why you number them that way. But like, 
um, I, let's see if I got to the point I was making. The point I was making is that the territories that you mark in the word that every individual person, because two different people are walking around the world that know the word molecule, but they're in different locations. And, um, but basically what I'm saying is that in the same way that across America, we've divided it to the level of the city where it's like a person or a group of people's interpretation of America is Denver, Colorado for the people that live there in that part of the country. But this is still America. But like that's their marker. That's their perspective under that name in in this same way. And it's all under the name United States of America in the same way. Different people drop different markers in the territory all under the name Molecule as this is Molecule and it's under their title. But like because that's what you would that's what you would get into if you were actually describing the differences between different perspectives. It's like you can go as far as you want because they're gonna get more uh, infinitesimal like that if you want to. The same way you can get you can you could divide every square inch of the country and give all the different names. But like the more people that there are, is the more markers and data points points of reference you would have within the territory. And um, like. I'm I'm happy to share that with you today, but um, I'm just thinking of I'm thinking back to my previous fuck ups within the same episode continually. I'm just thinking about how much of a fuck up I am, but not I mean how much of a fuck up do I have to deal with myself being? It's not it's not so horrible that it detra- that it prevents me from making an episode or anything like that. But uh, like you download the programs, but the word program is such that it's has uh utility a lot like it's it's this big idea that has a lot of utility you see because like you go to a drama presentation you go to a theater if you watch a christmas carol a theater production of it it's that is a program that you're watching the same way a tv show like friends is a program um you go to a theater you watch a but all of these things are programs but it's like this thing that i'm doing is a program an episode is a program and Programming is such that it it's sectioned off that way, the same way that you see for these next two hours, this program will appear on this TV channel. Like, you are a channel that your your life is programmed in certain a lot in allotments, not certain ones. They could be anything, depending on what you do the most. And then, like, the programs you engage in the most are frequencies that more so define you. But you're, this, is, this is what's... Um, and significant about programs to me is just the duration of time that it's like these two hours but the more that you know verbs or the more that you can ascribe a verb to something you do like I drove for three hours and then this activity because it is current because it's something you're doing this it goes over a period of time and is like a it's like a program so it's kind of like something has to be continually happening for a program to be fulfilled from beginning to end. And then what is continually happening is the name. But if you're running for 20 minutes, then you programmed, the program you're running is running. That you're running that program, but it's like you wouldn't, like I don't think you would be jogging if it didn't become a cultural thing. If you're like, I'm going to jog for 20 minutes, because there was a time before the 80s where people weren't doing that at all. People weren't like, I'm going to go and run. And it's like, 
so people are already running, obviously, but not for... So I'm talking about this specifically, like, the recreational activity, jogging or whatever. So, like, it became it became popular culturally in the 80s to jog. And um, it's, like, without... Jo- really, the term jogging, especially, uh, over running. But, like, without this term that be- that got into people's heads, like, you can do this thing, then it's more difficult that you would be doing it at all. But it's kind of like the term allows you to articulate it in actual existence and allows you to live your life by that program now. And, like, there, uh... Yep. And, uh, so it allows you to live your life by that program. My mind is... It's like in the back of my mind, something else is going on. So I just keep having to pause. Isn't that wild? Isn't that the wackest? Don't you, don't you find that in, in interesting and poignant? The poignant uh, anecdote of that something was going on in the back of my mind while I was saying all of this too, and even then something else I was thinking about on top of all that that I was saying. Multiple programs run at one time, but you have to, like, speaking is a miracle that any, it's a superpower that people have, that you can just streamline this series of words, all of them attached to different emotions, and then sequence them in the way that you want, as they're just flying out of your mouth. It's a miracle. It's a superpower. But it's like uh, you sequence the programs to, to communicate something specific that you wanted to say, these are your messages, and they are, they're a result of your ability to put programs next to each other but i mean like if you don't care about sharing yourself and it's just kind of like the words that you end up choosing are reflective of the program that is you but like only your dna is going to cause for this set of things that you're just going to be talking to what people about but it's like not life isn't all about talking (laughs) and it's like but the programming is maybe more defined by an action that you're committing. Like, I, I jogged for 20 minutes, but because you know the word, then you can be like that. But it's kind of like knowing the word, the awareness of that brings about that you could sec- you could feasibly section them into programs. So you're like, that is a program. Because you did that. But it's like a, it's like a um, cartridge that you plug into a console. That, that cartridge has that certain name. The same way that you play... Mario Party for four hours, and then this program takes up that section of time of your life. It's really like programming that is going over you completely, like you're programmed to that to some extent. Like um, the same way that that takes up four hours of your life, and that's all under one title. Like this is all of your activities. I played guitar for two hours. This is a program that you engage with, but it's like it's like a console that you plug in, but you can do this at rapid fire pace with words because you have more command over uh, programs in that respect when they're just a word. But it's like a word is a very basic way of using it. It's just tapping a button. It's like this. But like, um, I mean, sentence sentences an economy that collects. I mean, sentence is a function that has a beginning and an end. A sentence is a product that combines words in a certain kind of order where you're like a noun has to go here and then a verb goes here but um like that's a program that combines a number of programs but like that's a it's a larger function that we've we allow ourselves to use that program to help ourselves and it's kind of like 
the dividing this dividing and subdividing of these territories here like when it's this long it's a sentence or it's this flavor this way of doing it it's a sentence this is just more and more intelligent but it's like more and more access to programs the all the, the all of the dividing lines between categories where you're like when it's this long it's a paragraph these are different articulations of like you can engage in paragraph program but this is more for writing a book or whatever and um you know that isn't isn't that something it's not isn't isn't that something is that something was that something isn't I don't know what I'm getting at. I'm trying to do something good on Earth. I'm trying to be better than I am, and it's just like all this coming out sometimes is crap. Fuck. It's just when I try, when you try to pick the right word, then you're not saying anything. You're not saying anything when you try to pick the word. And um, the, what I'm saying is that there's like there's just all this programming that's going on, and but then people are like, um, we're being programmed, but you get to choose You get to choose your programming. You get to choose to watch 80 billion different shows or listen to 80 billion different podcasts. How are you being programmed by anybody anymore? It's, you are, you're, you're programming for yourself and you're programming yourself the way that you want to be programmed. It's just like when people use one word a lot, like people use conspiracy a lot in the world now, that program is more in relation relation to the entire country and really the entire world but it's a it's an interaction with the program the same way that a grand theft auto is popular at this period in time we're like oh we the conspiracy program it's something that you run by speaking it more into existence or or i mean you just use the word to try to describe what is happening what conspiracies are happening but i mean so it's not so much a i mean it's kind of like trying to define the program that is actually happening in the world, like a realm that is more mysterious, that is beyond what we know. People come up with the conspiracies, but basically analogies that delve into the supernatural, where they're like, and the paranormal, where they're trying to harness energies, vibe, vibes from the surrounding earth. They're just trying to speak to vibes that are happening and give their best estimate. They're like, this is the way that it feels based on the energy from these different directions. And conspiracy is kind of this blanket term for all of that. It's like harness tra channeling psychic energy to some extent to try to give your best, like, this is what's happening across from what I gather from from this over here, from, from mysterious areas that you don't know. But conspiracy is like this blanket term for mysterious areas. And um, it, and it is. But um, it's a mysterious areas, and, and I mean the whole thing today is like a, but it doesn't matter. And um, but you know what doesn't matter is but it doesn't matter that the, any shortcomings didn't matter. What didn't matter was um, that the shortcomings and me speaking to them. What's better is just that. I've, but it's like it's talking about the process. Is that good at all? I get on myself sometimes. If we're talking about the process, like afterward, after an episode, I'm like, I'm pissed at myself for speaking to what I was doing. I'm like, that sucked. I can't believe you did that. I remember back to something I said sometimes. And um, it's just that, like, NBC runs, um, so, so what I'm saying is, it's like a console, and then let me see if I could get to the end of the very most previous point I was making, 
which is that um, um, there's a uh, uh, oh I was just trying to talk about the utility of programs that when you see a theater production that this is a program but you they also will give out a paper that has this sequence of events the series of events that tell you what's going to happen in the program you're like act one is named this or the whole thing is named this and it's written in a program in a piece of paper but it's like program actually is a written work even though it can be you can see it playing out in front of you call the theater the drama that's happening a program but the word has enough utility that it's like a written thing the same way that a program that's computer program that's written is written in code, but it's like the code that's written for the rules of the game of the drama that's about to play out in front of you is given to you in the program because the program is like a written work and it's it's like uh, from an author. Like you would generally try to tie it to an author rather than, but like so who's the author of a, a word? I mean, a word is just a written work. It's a word. It has letters in it, then it's writable. But like this is, um, this gets to the heart of um, just that words are alive. Like words are creations, artistic creations are written works and there can be described to words. And like a word like program shows you that by being both the production and the piece of paper. But like the, like it's the blueprint and the, activity somehow program dynamic word and um like it's uh it's like that but you like seinfeld aired on nbc you look at a channel like nbc and it's got programming and you watch seinfeld whenever it aired on cable and there's commercials that go on in between it but it's basically like commercial is uh um commercial is what all of it is. The Seinfeld is a commercial for NBC. It's just a giant commercial, essentially. The same way that the commercials are, it's just like they run, say, Volkswagen. Volkswagen is a sponsor for Seinfeld, the TV show that's running. Yeah. And uh, Volkswagen is... And um, I'm just stuck between, like, I'm trying to be... Uh, spastically animated but i can't really get there like i need to clear my head before i can be um more affable not affable enough to make good on spastically animated i'm trying i'm not quite there bear with me i'm not going to get there especially if i'm talking about it but it's it's like um i'm just being a just being a fuck head I'm just being a fuckhead, I guess. I'm just trying to create reasons for me to write myself off later on, to be like, remember all that self-analysis you did? I'm just trying to make it so... But, um... You know, God works in mysterious ways. But, like, God works in mysterious ways. Um... Uh... I think that Satan works in mysterious ways. Because... Like... Christians will say that God works in mysterious ways, but it's really Satan is the one that Christians treat 
very mysteriously. Satan is the one who's working in mysterious ways. But Satan is the more mysterious one. God is the one that gives you a plan, especially according to Christians. He gives you a plan and he talks to you, and what he wants for you is like written. He gives you clues and he, you pray and he talks directly to you. He tells you your plan. He'll reveal his plan to you. So, so he's not the one that works in mysterious ways, according to Christians. It's Satan, especially because Satan is the one, is the entity that they treat to be all over the place, or like out of control. You don't know what Satan's doing. Satan works in mysterious ways, not God. That's what you mean, probably. Is that what you meant? But of course, Satan is a mysterious one because you never know what he's doing. Or is he, you think it's one thing, but then it's another. The greatest trick that Satan pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. But it's like, you wouldn't be able to tie it down to that, I think, really. But I think that that is not a good enough explanation. Because really, Satan is a shape-shifting demon. He's something different all the time. He's, he's, you can never pin him down to one thing. He's always, he's always screwing with you. Really, the greatest trick that Satan pulled is convincing the world that... Convincing the world that... That the greatest trick he pulled didn't exist. The greatest trick that Satan pulled is convincing the world that the greatest trick he pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. That's the greatest trick he pulled, is that people thought that, but it's actually something else. And then when you figure out that, then he shapeshifts something. He works in mysterious ways, Satan does, I'd say. He really does. What a mysterious guy. And... Friends is a commercial for NBC. It's just that the word commercial, I looked it up, and this is a really good definition because I had a hard time figuring out kind of the idea. But it's it's related to commerce, but it's like commerce is a word for a market, that, but just with a greater level of transportation. Like commerce takes a market to this whole new level where it's also including rail trains that transport material from one place to another like it's a it's a market market at a grander scale is what the word commerce but it's it's still buying and selling it's still trading it's just that it's not a market in a single location commerce goes wider it, commerce includes transportation of the materials but it's still about buying and selling but basically you describe a commercial as opposed to like a commercial that's within the program of Seinfeld you say that it's a commercial because it is about profit and that's the definition i looked up that i liked it said uh more given over to profit than having an artistic aim and that's what makes it a commercial over like but seinfeld is still a commercial it's still for profit for nbc um it's just that it is relatively more artistic because of um uh because it has more value but it's kind of like the line between a commercial for volkswagen and seinfeld a commercial for Volkswagen is also an artistic message because Volkswagen has Volkswagen has an artistic message that's distinct from other cars, but the and it comes through in the way that they build their car and the way that it looks. That they're like our product, we want it to look this way because artistically they think that's their version of it, that's their rendering of it of a car. And but it's an artistic message, but it's just kind of like a commercial being shorter is more of a tagline, is more of a pointing to a name. It's just a name or it's just an advertisement. And so you would m more be able to describe it as that. But like a TV show, a TV show is a bit more artistic because there's more of a message. There's something more that they're getting at, but that you're watching it for a longer duration of time. 
speaks to the um, the value of the program that's there. But it's like the commercial is also programming that you section off a certain duration of time that you end up watching it. But it's um, it's shorter because you wouldn't you also you tune out commercials more so. But you wouldn't be you're not watching it for the commercials. But basically, NBC has a channel all of its programming, both TV shows and commercials. All of those are commercials, just like a TV show is commercial for NBC that makes NBC money. So at some point, like art and commerce, it's like. They're kind of interchangeable, and the line between them just kind of has to do with the amount of time that you actually spend watching a thing because, or that you would, because you would be tuned into Seinfeld and you would watch that and especially watch lots of episodes of it if the artistic message of it was something to you that you couldn't describe or you couldn't grasp. If you kept watching it, that means that the mystery or the message behind it was deep enough that you're like, this is your, this is something that you need to engage in more to process to figure something out. Like there has to be something mysterious about it for you to watch it, but that you're watching it longer just speaks to the, the depth of the mystery of it. And, but like really great TV shows across the country meet the culture where they're at, but have some important message. Like the biggest shows have a really important message that the culture is breaking down and processing and watching the show. And um, like, but, but I'm saying that a TV show is still a commercial and like commercial is still art, but um, like the money that it's, that it's for, and they're both for money. It's just that there's a more artistic way of, of dealing in money or just or making things just for profit but like and this has to do with just cryptocurrency at all that people make a cryptocurrency it takes away some of the um it takes away the advertisement you know this is what i'm saying it makes it so that you have a company that doesn't have to make its function doesn't make money like facebook makes money all through advertising but cryptocurrencies would make money elsewhere it would make money from other means that go beyond the level of having to having having to conflate your function with the function of advertising to make money that way this is like a it's a conflation of commercials and a tv show when seinfeld runs alongside in conjunction with commercials now it's like obviously this is cable examples but so it's like netflix now netflix exists as an aggregator for many different programs but we've come up with them relatively more intelligent invention and it's kind of like it's kind of like as time goes on we create things that are more like we create a brain something something closer to what a brain can do is what netflix does because it houses many different programs that coexist all in one nebulous space rather than that there's it's allotted to different channels but like this is because we came up with an invention to put it all in one place so the it's a program so like netflix is a language a network an object-oriented system for all of the TV shows and movies that are exist as nodes on its network that you can engage in as programs and spend spend time doing that. But um, even when you say a word, this is a very microscopic duration of time that is that you're spacing out a portion of your life. Like if you really zeroed in on it, you'd be like, "This is the very during this duration of time I said the word independence," and. That's the that's all that you were saying. Like that's the action you were committing, and that so it's it's like uh, the greater depth of your vocabulary is more specific. You're going to define the programming with which you are carrying out your life. But to articulate yourself, you it would help to know very many programs. But you might not be in the business of knowing lots of pro. You might not care about knowing lots of programs. You might not care about. I mean, I mean, having a wide variety. You might not care about that. Maybe you want things to be more dull. I mean, but not everything is. 
like you don't have to speak to all of the actions that you would be doing, but like the advertising is taken out of the equation with the invention of a cryptocurrency, a blockchain. It, it speaks to the the function and the structure of that enterprise is such that like it doesn't exist physically in the world so much a decentralized app that you write onto a blockchain it doesn't exist in the world nah but um i mean not physically so much and as a result of that there's just there's just things that go along with the physical existence that it's like you have to draw people there so you have to you have to use the medium of advertising you have to speak through that avenue of advertising and and building up a brand to get people to go somewhere if if it's an entire world or an entire economy that's just in a phone it would it would make sense that the that the enterprises that build that economy don't need to deal in advertising to get you to notice them but it's kind of like more just a peer-to-peer or um it speaks more to a connection that everybody across the world has that a decentralized app would become uh would make lots of money because it would make lots of money if it was used a lot or became really popular but that's just like a that's just a greater recognition of interconnectedness that happens across the world and this is um this flies in contrast to um physical instances that need you that need to advertise themselves to get you to go there because when everything is in the same place it's less about going to a physical location it's just that i'm talking about the relationship between advertising and compelling you to go somewhere there's like you enter a certain amount of energy and money has to be paid towards just getting people to go to your place when it exists as a separate physical location uh, but it's like um and somehow somehow advertising is more taken out of the equation and writing a cryptocurrency as a decentralized app over a centralized app like a twitter but um you're you're welcome talk to you all in a later time goodbye